0: What's going on? Another edition of Notebook Wagering here for college football week three. I'm sitting across from my main guy, Smitty. Uh, we're, we're a little under the weather with the, uh, the full crew today, but uh, Jason might pop in. We'll see. Family life gets in the way. Happens to the best of us. Uh, so what's going on, Smitty?
1: What's up, Q? Great to be here. Excited for college football. What a wild and wacky Last week, that was, man, some teams getting upset, coaches getting fired. We kind of said it. which one. I was shocked. I I I think we said it last week. Was it Frost or Brown out of West Virginia? Well, Frost went, but then Brown got a little bit of a, hey, it's okay. Things are okay in West Virginia, which I'm not sure about that. But it's going to be exciting. It's very tough to call these games, but we're going to try to do the best job we can and get you out some winners this weekend let's fire away my friend
0: yeah last week was tough um I, I think i mean what is it the top 10 went one and nine ats even the best cappers can't can't compete with that so uh you know vegas won good for them but uh like we always say at the the end of our shows we bang the bookies we're back for week three baby we got it rebound hey what what What's Patrick Ewing always say in our college basketball shows box
1: out, box out, box out, rebound. We bounce back. back. Let's bounce back, man. We fire away. That's, you know, that's what we say all the time. Let's fire away. Who cares? Let's go after it.
0: All right, let's get into this week. We got a bunch of games to cover. Um, next week, obviously is going to be your powerhouse week. You know, your first couple of weeks, uh, your non-conference games, you start to see a little cupcake action for the first couple of weeks. So, um, Great slate last week, a lot of energy. I think there's gonna be a little less energy this week in the uh, in the college football nation, but we did pull up uh, six or seven games that I think are still going to be, you know, very, very must watch games, uh, if you're a fan, and then, um, you know, this is a week where if you're a true degenerate like you dig deep in some of these games, and that's where the golden winners are. Uh, So let's get this going. Uh, we'll just kind of run through our games uh, chronological order. And then, you know, at the end, we'll throw any of our uh, extras in there. So um, the first game that, we you know, we have here is the Penn State-Auburn at 3.30. Uh, so this was at home. Uh, last year, Penn State sneaks out a win at home. So they're traveling down to Alabama uh, to play Auburn. This is an interesting game. Anytime I take Penn State, I feel like they screw me uh, late. Um But then again, Auburn's rough this year. You know, we talked about like, what is up with their coach? I mean, could their coach be one of the ones that are fired here soon? Um, I mean, Tanks is about the only bright spot they have. Finley's not looking good, even though he won the job. Um, It's tough. You know, I really, really like Penn State in this game. I think they sweep the home and home. I, I just think in this situation, Clifford is the better quarterback. I think Penn State has a better defense. Uh, very good secondary. Uh, that's going to give Finley problems. But you know, I like I said I'm. I love Penn State here, but I'm just weary because they always threw me. And I just hope that the streak gets broken today. What do you got?
1: Yeah, that's a team. You know, breaking it down, Penn State scoring about forty points a game. That Purdue game was really crazy, and then they had an easy matchup against Ohio, which you know I I had Ohio in a teaser, and everyone always says I go against Penn State every week. So we'll see what I do this week. Auburn, again, you know, they came out, um, scored some points the first game. Now, they really kind of slow game last week. I think they had 24 points against um, San Jose State. Very slow game. You know, you look at this passing, Penn State's passing about 323 yards a game, only 190 for Auburn. Auburn can run the ball, though, averaging 247. Now, you look at the competition. So, there's a lot of things in this. But both teams are really good against the run. Who's going to make the mistakes? Clifford so far, five touchdowns, one pick, hasn't made a lot of mistakes. You know, the big the big pick was in that Purdue game, which they returned. It could have been iffy. Finley has three picks in this. I like this. I gave this out uh, with, with Carl Johnson here. This one of my plays in a teaser. You know, I really like this. I think he teases up the 53 and a half. That's where I got it, and I love the under in this. I think this game's a little slower pace than a lot of people think. Um, I think this can be who makes the mistake if not. The place is gonna be electric for Auburn. Players came out today, really wanted the fans to be pumped up for this one. I would maybe even take a chance with Auburn a little bit up. I'm not saying they're gonna win the game, but you get them up to like nine or ten where you can get them. I think this is a tight game. So, but I love my favorite play is the teaser under in this game.
0: All right. I want to say last year it was twenty three twenty, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, the line is kind of setting for that. So we'll see if that takes place. Uh, next game is going to be BYU traveling to Oregon. BYU always plays a pretty tough non-conference schedule. Um, now they're entering the big 12 next year. Uh, so they get out of the independence. Um, Oregon, I, mixed emotions about them. Um, I'm not a fan of Bo Nicks. You know, they're always a decently recruiting team. BYU uh, without tentatively without their two top receivers. Um, I think it showed last week in their game, even though they were able to squeak by. Um, This is a tough one. I mean, over, under, opened up at 56.5, and and it's at 58. So you could tell people were uh, starting to tap the over a little bit. And then the line, Oregon minus 3.5, stayed the same. You know, it really depends if the two receivers uh, stay – you know, in or out Um, with, with them being out, I would, I would lean Oregon here. Uh, But if BYU can get their two receivers back, you know, maybe you're banking on that plus three and a half and you get them back. And then I think you're stealing money. Um, This is a real stay away for me and just kind of watch and see the injury side of things. And then uh, potentially just watch a decent kind of West coast game. What do you got, Smitty?
1: Our man, Jason, our stat guy, is just popped in. So I'm going to let him go and jump in on this. And we're going to bounce back then. I'd like to bounce back and hear his thoughts since he likes Penn State. So, Jason, what's your thoughts on this uh, Oregon game?
2: Uh, the thoughts on the Oregon game is like, what do you do with the Oregon game? You have two games to be off with of right now. You have the Georgia game where they just got absolutely destroyed. And you really can't gain much from that. And then they went and played Eastern Washington. And it was get right. They put up 700 yards of offense. You know, we've seen BYU last week against Oregon. Lost their two best receivers, found a way to – or, sorry, against Baylor. Found a way to win. Um, kind of an ugly game, like kind of like we thought, low scoring. Um, obviously, it came down to, I think, overtimes there. Um, it's really hard to say. I, I think I kind of favor the under, especially in a teaser situation, just because, I like I said, these are two good teams up front on both sides of the ball. But it's really hard to see what we're going to have with Oregon. But if you look at the action right now, the action network – everyone's betting BYU and taking the three and a half. I really can't blame them because it should be a close game, but that's a stay
0: away from me. I
2: definitely like the total much better than this line at this
0: point. Jason, do you have any insight on the receivers? I mean, you're definitely kind of our injury guy guru. Uh, I haven't heard anything yet. College is so much different
2: than pros because they they can be so
0: close to the best with it. The fact that we haven't
2: heard anything, I don't think, um, probably means that they're kind of game time decisions. I thought they uh, they were close to going last week, so I'd be really shocked that they, they didn't go this week. but. Like I said, I, th- I think they're going to use it to their advantage with Oregon to kind of keep that information close to the vest until
0: game day. All right, now let's swing back. We only covered the uh, the one previous game to so Penn State Auburn. Smitty and I both kind of like the under, uh, and then I lean Penn State even though they notoriously screw me anytime I take them. What's your <laughs>
2: game? <laughs> I, it's it's interesting because I. Uh, I was pretty encouraged by the Ohio game with Penn State, not just because of the score, but they played a lot of kids. Like, you know, they were constantly turning numbers to the point where I had to pull out the field still just to kind of find out who the heck these kids were. Um, Really good outing against Ohio. Auburn kind of had kind of like two funky games so far. Um, They've had some weather affected. Um, But the one thing is, you know, we talked about with Purdue, a lot of people like Purdue over Penn State, but that's not the kind of team that gives Penn State issues. Auburn is the kind of team that gives Penn State issues. They are very solid up front. They're probably the best offensive line in the SEC, best defensive line in the SEC, and that's saying something when you've got Alabama and Texas A&M and those teams in the conference. It's going to be a really interesting game because all the skill talent favors Penn State, but all the big uglies favors Auburn. Um, Going down there, you got an 18-year senior in Sean Clifford, he's got to play well. Um, He should play well. He's been in these environments before. Uh, I like Penn State. I don't know. I think that that hook is gonna be a factor in this game. Like you mentioned, it was really close last year, it came down to the final series. I see it coming the same way. You're gonna see a nice 330 crowds, a little disappointing. I wanted a nice night game here in Jordan Hare. I wanted to, I wanted to see what Auburn had to bring. I didn't think it was very fair that you got the whiteout on one end of this rock or get the series, then you got a 330 kick in the other. But CBS needs to get some eyeballs, I guess. But uh yeah, I, I like Penn State on money line. I do not like them with the three and a half. I do think this will be a tight game.
0: Well, remember CBS SEC, the the, the primetime game is the three thirty, so that's probably why why it happened. Oh yeah, uh, it's but a
2: good matchup. But it's just you want those night lights
0: SEC. Oh, no, I yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just something CBS always does. Um, all right, let's go to the, and here. I think it's be a good game. It's uh, probably a little less desired on the slate, uh, unless you're, you know, a diehard football fan or or a diehard SEC. Uh, so you have LSU and Mississippi State, two totally different coaches. Brian Kelly uh, kind of seems very arrogant, uh, very um, I don't even know the right word to describe him. Um, just different, I guess. And he got Mike Leach, who I think we could all probably hang with and and have a good time. Um, I really like Mississippi State here, minus two and a half. Uh, so two years ago, they upset LSU in LSU last year. Uh, I believe LSU beat them uh, in a pretty close game. I love Will Rogers. I, I think he's going to tear up LSU uh, defensive secondary. You know, they're always known as DBU. And, you know, to to some respects, that's, that's true in, in past years. But this year and last year, especially, um, you know, especially losing Stingley, like they're bad. Their, their, their secondary is extremely bad. You know, what effort are you going to get from Keyshawn Butte? Uh Terrible effort against Florida State. So-so last week. Jane Daniels not looking that great. Uh, he kind of seems to be running for his life more often than not. So uh, LSU's line just seems a little uh, unreliable right now. And I think you're going to see uh, Mississippi State score some points and 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 really uh, dominate this game. I, I love the two-and-a-half here. Smitty, Jason.
2: Yeah, no, I think Mississippi State's kind of under the radar. I think this is actually a pretty good team. You know, we kind of made fun SEC teams for don't travel, don't go out of the southeast. Well, Mississippi State did. They went to the west coast. They went and played in Tucson, which you know Arizona's not there yet. But you know, playing there at night, out of your element, you can always you know who knows who's going to show up, and they just took care of business out there. And Arizona gave them a pretty good game in the first half, but then they just didn't have any answers. Yeah, this is a really good defense. And LSU's offense to me did not impress me. I know they ran up a bunch of yards and points against uh, their Baton Rouge compatriots there in Southern, but that's not going to do anything for them. Um, I think you're going to see that this Mississippi State team is kind of the sleeper team out in the West. Now that we've seen Alabama have a little uncertainty, now Auburn can take a loss here against Penn State. Um, I like – give me – what you call it? uh, Mississippi State. I'll lay the points. I I think – I know this is a good spot. It's tough to go to Baton Rouge and win as a favorite, but – I just think they have too much for LSU at this point.
1: Smitty? This is a straight line play for me. I'm on LSU. I think this one should be a lot higher. You know, it opened at one. Now it's at minus two and a half. So there was – there's some movement there. But I think this should have been higher in this. I think this is a a fishy line. I'm – tough environment. I just think they went out west last week. Now they're coming back in this. I mean, I agree. I like Rodgers. I like their offense. Defense is really good. And, again, what LSU surely – Didn't show much until very late in that uh, Florida State game, um, Labor Day weekend. And again, Southern, I mean, come on, we could probably throw some points on against Southern. So not really going to go into that. This, to me, is just a straight, weird line. And sometimes when you see that, I would lean that way. So I don't know what I'd do. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play this at all. If I would do anything here, I mean, a teaser, you know me, being the teaser king, I would maybe tease them up to eight and a half. But I would maybe look, if you just want to throw a little upset money in there, throw a little money line on uh, LSU and see what happens. Really? Why All right. not? not Why not?
0: I, I'll be honest. I wouldn't expect that. I thought you were going to be on the old leech train with us. But I like a show low opposites. We'll see uh, who wins. Uh, but we're moving on. So we are going down uh, to North Carolina, where NC State will play host to Texas Tech. I really like Devin Leary. I, I think he's a real deal, um, partly because I drafted him, so I have to support him in my fantasy. Uh, but I think he is legit. I think NC State's defense is going to be just a uh, just a bit too difficult for Texas Tech. Um, I, I like Texas Tech and their quarterback. He seems to have a real cannon, um, and he you know he seems fairly accurate. Um, he does take some chances. I just think NC State's defense is going to be the, you know, at home is going to be the difference maker. I'm not saying they're a powerhouse by any means, uh, but give me the nine and a half and a straight play. I I see this between a 10 and 14 point uh, home victory, not to say Texas Tech isn't bad or isn't good. I just think they're running in, you know, if this game was played in Texas, I think it's a little different story. I think having to travel to the East coast against a tougher defensive team uh, with a, with a stud quarterback, Um, who a lot of people, you know, think he has a a decent pro shot. Uh, So give me NC State in a straight play. Uh, If, you know, if I'm teasing it, I absolutely love it.
2: Yeah, I agree completely. This is actually a tough spot for Texas Tech. You know, they got the new guy coming in. He's an emotional kind of guy. They played a really emotional game against Houston. There's a lot of old history there at the Southwest Conference and some bad blood from the 70s. Um, And if you watch that game, they played with that kind of chip on their shoulder. They got Texas next week. It's hard for Texas kids not to see Texas in the in the, uh, rear view or the front view mirror. I don't know what you want to say it, but this is a tough spot. You're going from Lubbock. You're going to North Carolina in late summer with the humidity and the heat. It's not going to be a good matchup for there. NC State at home is fine. It's when they go on the road that their offense seems to pack it up and not play. So I agree with you, Q. I think you hit all the points perfectly. I'm going to lay the 10 here with the uh, Wolfpack
1: yeah this is down on my notebook with one of the teaser plays i like nc state down in a teaser in this you know donovan smith coming in um for the injured quarterback for texas techs played okay 571 yards six touchdowns three picks you know who have they beat so far they beat murray state and they beat uh you know jason said the cougars out of houston 33 30 really good game in that you know nc state matt would probably flip out if he was on the show tonight here about that game with East Carolina. that, Now they came back and they beat Charleston Southern really bad too, but I do like the quarterback. The thing with this is, man, both teams, if you look at the numbers, both teams are stopping the run really well. Uh, I think Texas Tech, it's like 69 a game, and I think NC State's like 76 so far this year. So we'll see there. I, I think you guys hit on it well. I think the home stadium really helps. I like this. I think they're Hugh, I think what you said about the points where they're at, I think that's where it's going to be. I could see this anywhere from a 10 to a 14 to maybe a 17 point win. I think they went in double digits. I think it's just too much for Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech's a great team. And I'm not saying that because we really like Ryan Hyatt and he's a big Texas Tech guy, but I like NC State in this. Take them down in a teaser. I probably will this weekend and let's win this bet.
0: All right, we're traveling out west. Uh, Big 10 Pac-12 matchup, so Michigan State travels to Washington. Washington opened up as a pickup. Now they're at three and a half. Overrunner fifty-three and a half 53 and a open, and it, it's currently at 56 and a half. You know, I, I'm going to kind of sit back and let you guys dictate this game. I just don't know enough about Washington. Uh, you know, I know Michigan State's quarterback, Slightly above average. I wouldn't say he's elite. Uh you lose, you know, your your best uh best running back last year, uh, best running back in probably a decade that you've had. Um, defensive side of the ball, had a couple uh graduates uh that left. Uh, I just don't know much about Washington to really be able to cap this game. So I'll let you guys talk about it.
2: Well, this is an important game, Q, because the winner of this game will move to first place in the MAC West because uh, both of these teams have beaten up on the MAC so far. It makes it really hard to evaluate. Uh, like you said, already lost a ton of guys. Um, they look good. I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong, but you don't really know how good good is right now with them because of who they played. Washington's the same way. Washington looked awful last year. Looks like things are kind of in the right path with the, the boar here in his third game. But it's like, what do you have? Because, I mean, there was Portland State last week and it was Kent State before that. So um, it's a tough spot for Sparty going out to the West Coast. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that. They've done that before. They, I think they played Arizona State a couple of years ago when D'Antonio was there. Um, and I think they lost that game. So I think I think that's tough to go out to the West Coast and get your body clocks adjusted and everything like that. So I'm looking for the Huskies with the uh, – they're getting lane three here. I'll take them on the money line. I, it, th- three sounds like a push to me. Smitty, what do you have?
1: Yeah, this is a weird one, too, because you look at the line and you're like, wow, why is Michigan State dogs in this? And if you want to hear a great breakdown in this game, I'm going to give a little plug to our good friends at one more podcast. Stevie Shrimp really broke this game down on their podcast and said the same thing Jason just said. He said, take the money line. He really likes Washington money line in this game. It's just great information that he said on it. You know, you look at it four, four, no ATS last four. Michigan state, Washington is own for ATS against the big 10, the spread here. Jason said it like, what are you looking at? Michigan state, Western Michigan, 35, 13. They beat Akron 52, nothing, Washington 45, 20 against Kent state. Then you, they played Portland state. Where are we at here? You look at these, you know, Michigan state's averaging 43 points a game, Washington's 48, but of course they haven't played anybody. Where are we going here? Deep, you know, both offenses are scored, you know, a lot of yards. Defense has given up about anywhere from close to about 250 or a little higher in this. It's just a weird line. It goes back to the LSU one, and I love it, too. I'm I'm leaning money line Washington in this one, too. This one, to me, is weird. It's like he said. I mean, listen to him break down this game. It was great info. I would take Washington money line in this.
0: All right. Let's see how that one shakes out. It'd be an interesting one to watch. Here's a good game. I think this is probably your best game on the slate. Uh, so you have Miami traveling to College Station to play Texas A and M. Texas A and M, as you know, uh, talked a bunch of Twitter trash uh, about Appy State being illiterate, unable to read, things like that. And then they absolutely they lose outright to them in their home stadium. Um, I-, I think this is a bounce back spot. Now I'm going to say this: I think Miami is the better team. I think they have the better coach as well. I, I think Crystal Ball will prove to be better than Jimbo Fisher. I think he is on track to getting Miami back. Um, I think the quarterback at Miami is better. But I think this is one of those games where if Miami was the home team, then they win. But I think Texas A&M losing last week to Appy State, not, at, you know, we we know Appy State uh, kills teams, top 25 teams. Uh, but I think it kind of woke them up. I think Jimbo's going to have these guys ready. I'll tell you, if Haynes King starts sloppy, I-, I wouldn't be surprised if Max Johnson is told, hey, stay warm out of the locker room because you might come in um, and, you know, kind of provide a spark. I think Miami's the better team, but I think A&M somehow just squeaks out a win. So give me an A&M and a teaser down to a pick'em.
2: Yeah, I think that's the right play. I, you know, in the situation like this where – you know, Miami hasn't looked great either. They, had, they kind of slept walk through a half against Southern Miss and kind of turned it on in the second half to get going. Uh, I don't know if they're going to carry that momentum into this game. I don't know if A&M's issues are like a, a, a wake-up call thing. I just think they have some issues with quarterback play. And yeah. it, their offense just doesn't work. Like I mean, the defense is still pretty good. I, you know, you look at the play count last week. Appalachian State ran like 80-something plays compared to like, what, 38 or something like that for A&M? a crazy low number. They just could not stay on the field. Um You know, this Miami team is pretty good. This is probably the second best team in the ACC. And the fact that they have Van Dyke at quarterback, I think gives them an advantage in this game. They know who their guy is. Now, he hasn't played all that great this year, but he hasn't played horribly either. I'll take the six. I don't know if they're going to win the game, but I like the points here. I think this is another close one on the road. I think A&M or Miami is going to kind of look at this as a a game. They kind of see blood in the water a little bit with A&M's offense. Maybe they can actually go in there and kind of, you know, get a prestige win. So I'll take the six. Crystal Ball looking for a win over an SEC team to prove himself, but uh, I could see a turning on as well. The defense could just dominate this game. They have that potential. Smitty, what do you see here?
1: Yeah, I like Miami in a teaser in this. Uh, now I did. There was some news tonight. One of their, I think, their top wide receivers out for this game with a foot injury. Ah. I think he was uh, like 11 catches, 172 yards, touchdown. Um, so that's a big loss, you know. You guys said on, you know, what's going on here in Texas A&M? I mean, you brought this guy in. Is he a great coach? A lot of people now are saying they think he just had great quarterback at Florida State, and that really was it. His quarterback right now is not doing good. King has not been impressive. The offense running, they're not running the ball very well. They're just not doing much. I mean, they beat Sam Houston, you know, 31 nothing, but that game, that didn't take off until late. They were sleepwalking through that game. Then, you know, um... Then they lost to Appy state you know again miami who have they played well Hume cookman well that's nothing really that's tough southern miss that took a little bit to get going in that game too i like the quarterback you know i have a ticket on him to win the heisman do i think it's going to happen probably not but it was a good long shot there aggies are 23 at home as a favorite over the last couple years so i i just like this in a teaser I just six points, you get it up to twelve. I think AM wins the game. I don't know if they win by thirteen points. So I like Miami in a teaser spot.
0: Yeah, I think we're kind of spot on there. I think if you tease AM down or Miami up, I think there's gonna be that that sweet spot. I think the line's probably perfect for that play. Um uh, all right, the last game, I would say notable notable games at least, and then uh Jason, I touched on it. We'll finish up the notable games just like we did last week. And then, you know, we'll kind of fill in, uh, you know, if you have any any uh skin max through the lines, plays, or any, you know, deep dives. Um, so last game is going to be USC and Fresno State. You have a little, little out west matchup. I think this game is going to be high-powered offenses. The line opened up at USC minus 14.5. It's down to minus 12.5. Over-under opened up at 69.5, and it jumped all the way to 74 and a half. So people are definitely pounding the over here. And I think rightfully so. I think, I think, I believe his name is Jake Hayner, the quarterback from Fresno State. I mean, the guy's got a cannon. I think he runs an offense really well. I think Fresno State's a well-run team. Um, I think USC is kind of the real deal right now. I think Caleb Williams has shown he's legit. Um, you know, I like what Lincoln Riley's doing out there. You know, they beat up on a traditionally good defensive Stanford team. Now they kind of sleptwalk uh, towards the end. Um, which allowed Smitty to hit, hit three best So congratulations to that. So good accomplishment. And then, uh, you know, I, I think they can't sleep on Fresno state. I think the line is right on. I don't see them beating Fresno state by 20 uh, or 30 points. You know, I think it's going to kind of be into that 10 to 14 point, uh, you know, deficit or spread. Well, you know, as we'd say uh, through the whole game, I kind of, lean, tease down the, uh, the over um, or tease down USC to under a touchdown. I think USC is the better team. I think they'll they'll end up leaving this game 3-0, and especially a home game, but I think Fresno State puts up a fight. Um, so tease down USC or tease down the over because I think the points will hit as well. I think this will be like a 45-35 type game here. So I'm
2: looking at this game and probably not going to bet this pre-flop, as they like to say, because I want to see if Fresno is going to run the ball and can run the ball because it looks like they should be able to. They actually ran it pretty well against Oregon State. And you go and you look at USC last week and they gave up 221 rushing yards at Stanford. Now, if you're thinking like Toby Gerhardt, Christian McCaffrey, Stanford, who's um, the other? Bryce Love, Stanford, you're like, oh, well, that's no surprise. But this team hasn't been able to run the football for like two and a half years. I mean, it's like pitiful. I think they averaged 78 yards a game last year. They, gave up two, they got 221 on the ground against USC. This team, this USC defense is not stout up front. They, they're they fast, but they have not been able to play the run in either game so far. Even Rice was able to move the ball on the ground against them. If Fresno's moving the ball against them on the ground, I think they're a live money line, and I'd like them with the 12 and a half. But I want to kind of see that happen first because USC will get their points. I mean, both teams that uh, Fresno played moved the ball up and down against them. So – it'll be interesting to see if they can hold serve with them The 12 and a half. I I like it better at the 16 and a half at open with, but I understand why it got bet down because Fresno has shown enough. Um, So yeah, I want to see Fresno run the football. Then I'm going to take them live, but I definitely think they're live for a money line play because they are definitely a quality G five team.
1: Yeah. I already have this locked in as a teaser. I have Fresno state plus 18 and I'll get to who I matched it up with here, but you know, you look at this passing, you know, they both can pass the ball. Fresno's averaging about three sixty-eight USC three thirty-five defense. Like Jason said, I, and here's the thing: I'm going to say this. I have it down in the notebook right here. Jason said it. The key, I wrote the key to this game will Mims run the ball, the running back for Fresno State. There we go. We are, we're between, on the same yeah. we're on the same page here because if you look at it, they're they're giving up one hundred and eighty-three yards on the ground in um, two games there. So I like it. I think I think USC is going to be able to score points on Fresno. I, I do. But I think Fresno is going to be able to score some points on USC also. I, I don't know how great USC's defense is. So I, I like this Fresno State team. Tough loss last week against Oregon State. But I think this game, I got them up to 18. I, I I think this game's competitive. I think USC wins the game, but I don't know if they're going to win by 19 points. I think this is going to be a high scoring game and We'll see where it goes, but I'm going to take my chance with Fresno State in a teaser. I mean, and I know Matty said off air on the when we did the NFL show, he's like, I kind of like them just the line. He said, I'd take the points and just go Fresno State because I think it's going to be a close game. So, you know, there's a couple of us there. I mean, Q in a teaser there. I'm in a teaser. Matt thinks that Jason thinks that they can run the ball, maybe jumping in on this. So we're kind of all Fresno State. Go, go Bulldogs this weekend.
2: The 12 and a half makes me nervous though, because I think this is a game of sevens. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. I could see USC getting two touchdowns late or a touchdown late to push this over at 12 and a half. That's the only thing that makes me a little nervous about that number.
0: Yeah, that's kind of that 10 to 14 point uh, spread the entire game that I could see. You know, uh, I could see Fresno State get it down to seven and then giving up a quick touchdown and they're kind of back. I'll tell you, if Fresno State, for some reason, like if they just can't stop USC, you know, I could see them. You've got to stick to the run. I think you got to limit USC's opportunities offensively. Uh, but if they get in a shootout, I mean, that could, that could kind of take Mims out of the game. Um, and then I think that's where, you know, you kind of get a little nervous if you're Fresno State. Um, all right, so that was all our notable games. You know, I'll start with – I only have a couple. Like I said, it's it's a tougher slate for me. Um, here's one game we didn't talk about and it you probably could, could justify it as being a somewhat notable game, especially with Scott Frost being fired uh, and in Oklahoma, you know, kind of off the slow starts, in my opinion, Dylan Gabriel really, you know, I think it was like seven to three in the late in the second quarter last week. Um, everybody and their mothers on Nebraska. I know, uh, Mickey Joseph, Nebraska legend is there, uh, stepping in, taking the reins for this game. Um, and typically when a coach gets fired, they kind of play up for that interim coach. It seems tradition. Uh, but I, but I think this is probably one of the few spots where it's not going to matter. I think Oklahoma, I think you're starting to see a connection with Dylan Gabriel and Mims. Um, I think they're just going to exploit Nebraska here, even though Nebraska is at home. Like to me, Oklahoma has started slow this season. And I think they finally turn it on here. Um, especially with every gambler. Uh, from Vsin and any any other platform, I see Hammer Nebraska. So give me Oklahoma in a teaser, and I probably would say minus twelve because I think they're going to win by fourteen plus, uh, and just kind of defy the odds of of that interim coach you know play uh, play up um, another game, and then I'll kind of give you guys the floor. I like Coastal uh, minus fourteen by the half point. Get it to under uh, two touchdowns. Last year, I took the same play. Buffalo uh, bounced back, made it close. It was like 28 to 25. Similar line, but Buffalo's bad this year. They can't stop the run. They've given up over 200 yards rushing in both games. Um, and, and they're not able to run like they traditionally can. So I think Coastal kind of gets revenge on them and uh, takes that. And then uh, last one, I talked to Smitty on the air about it. So next week, So I, and this is probably two – Two-fold for uh, one on Smitty's. Smitty had mentioned he likes the South Florida uh, line against Florida. I actually like the opposite opponent. I kind of like, even though they're terrible. Akron plus 47 playing Tennessee because I think Tennessee is going to look forward to that game film of Anthony Richardson, especially his legs. Uh, If they can control his legs and get that film, then they're not going to worry about his arm. So I think it's going to a little look ahead for Tennessee. Tennessee is going to blow out. Akron but I think heck if you tease uh seven six or seven point teas up to 53 54 like I'm not sure that Tennessee is going to win by that much because I think they're going to coast and try not to get hurt right before a big rivalry game what do you guys got
2: oh well, sure I'll roll out what I'm going with here I, I, I do see some plays out here that I like so far um I'm actually going to start with one we called out last week um UTSA goes into Austin uh, you got the Longhorns coming off the game went exactly like we talked about, where emotional loss is is probably better than them actually even winning. Um, just a pure look-ahead spot there. The roadrunners, meet meet, they're feisty. I just see them, you know, I just see a letdown spot here for Texas. 12 and a half points. I'll take it. It seems to be like a sharp play right now. UTSA can score points. I don't know if Texas can. We know they're gonna be playing a backup quarterback. It's gonna be all B. John Robinson. Do you really want to beat up your Potential Heisman candidate against UTSA just to win a football game. I don't think so. I think you're gonna see a rotation of backs to keep him fresh. I think they can keep that within 12 and a half. So I like that play. Um I've got Purdue money line right now. I got a bad number. I've got them in mind was minus one ten. I think it's a little lower than that. They're going to Syracuse. You know, I know Syracuse looks better than we, we thought they were gonna be at this point, but I still don't think that's a very good football team. I think Purdue isn't nearly that bad. I actually think they're pretty solid from the way they play against Penn State. Just a couple explosive plays got past them to lose that game at home. I like Western Kentucky getting six and a half against Indiana. Western Kentucky can score. I don't know if Indiana can. Uh, so I think that they can keep that game close. Um, I like Miami of Ohio in a little rivalry game against Cincinnati. Miami of Ohio hasn't beaten them in forever. You know, it had some bad luck against Kentucky. Then it had a, a, a basically a, a weak opponent last week in line for this game. You know, since he showed pretty well against Arkansas, so it was a little risky, but I'll take three touchdowns. And then uh I like Cal 10 and a half at Notre Dame. I just think you gotta wonder where Notre Dame's at right now. They're playing a quarterback, that they're not really sure. The defense is good. Cal defense is okay, but I think ten and a half is a lot in a game where the total is 41. Um, I like North Texas going to UNLV. Um, plus three right now, and I got it plus one thirty-five on a money line. I think North Texas is just a better football team. I think this is a bad line. Uh Mississippi State, we mentioned minus two and a half, and then um I do like south florida plus 24 and a half against florida for the same reasons acute likes tennessee <laughs> or likes the other side of the tennessee game this is definitely a look-ahead spot these tennessee and florida that's for the sec east the potential to actually maybe upset georgia at this point they both look like they're capable they also show some weaknesses like i said i think that's a lot of points and i think this is coming off too too many emotional games in a row for florida what do you got somebody
1: yeah, my first teaser I'm locked in on uh, UCLA minus nine and a half matching it up with Memphis minus eight. Really like that one. Uh, a straight play. I jumped on I, I, the hook. I don't know. I can't stand hooks, but I played it. Maryland at home against SMU. I have Maryland minus three and a half. That mm-hmm. ticket is in my pocket and I'm playing that one. Let's go through uh, another teaser. I gave out Mississippi uh, Old Miss minus 10 at Georgia Tech. I'm matching it with UAB minus five and a half. I'm doing the opposite. I'm jumping on. Everybody loves Nebraska. Coach got fired. You would think this program's in whatever. I'm teasing it up since everyone's on it. I took them up to 17 and I'm matching them with Rutgers minus 12 against Temple. I like that one. I took UVA to try to bounce back after a really bad performance. This is a teaser play also. I got UVA minus two and a half. At home against Old Dominion. I am matched them up against Notre Dame, minus four and a half. Very small play. Jason said, you know, what do you get out of Notre Dame? They cost me last week, but that Cal team didn't impress me much at all. They could barely beat UNLV. So and I had him in a teaser and I couldn't even hit that spot. So I think Notre Dame comes back. Get the guy a win. Man, he's 0-3. Get him a win. Let's go. Um, I'm on with UTSA with Jason. I got him up to 19, and that's I matched him up with Fresno State. I gave out uh, the under 53 and a half Penn State Auburn. And I matched that with the under 57 and a half Marshall Bowling Green game. And then I did one team point so far. I did the over 18 and a half Western Michigan against Pitt. I like that one. And then uh, real quick, I'm going to add a couple more, you know, NC State's one. I really like, I'm going to add Houston, the Cougars out of Houston. I like, I'm going to add them probably in a teaser south florida i like them in a the teaser uh, i do have coastal carolina down queue on maybe a teaser play i like that and i think that is it that is it maybe i'll add something else but right now off the top of the notebook that's all i have
0: quick uh quick point uh, i think kurt warner's son is getting his first start temple uh so that'll be kind of cool to watch uh see what he does against Rutgers, and then uh Smitty, one of the games we talked about off the air that I missed, I, di- I just didn't put it on my card uh, right before we started, was UVA, if you're in Virginia and you're not able to bet it, I'm sorry, but if you're out of Virginia, uh, the state, I mean, uh, I like UVA minus eight and a half. It opened up at minus 11 and a half. People were hammering ODU. Um, uh, last week was probably Brendan Armstrong's worst football game of his career from, you know, from ankle biters to collegiate. Um, I think he- – back wicks same thing i think he had like 13 or 14 targets and he only caught two of them uh and a lot of them just were pure easy drops on his part so i think they kind of bounced back odu new program uh you know second year with their new coach the coordinator from penn state they're getting better uh the talent's not there i think uva town alone is better um and then odu like when i watched the entire game against tech they they didn't impress me uh, I, I think the, the game, the, 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 definitive factor there was tech was just worse than ODU, but ODU did not look that good in my opinion. Uh, so I think UVA bounces back in minus eight and a half. I really liked that. I think it went 10 plus. So that was my other game that I should have put
1: in there. And I don't know if I'll jump on this tomorrow, but I'm kind of, I kind of like Louisville at home against Florida state tomorrow. Kind of like that one.
0: They looked great against UCF. I mean, they shut Reese Plumlee down.
1: I really, I'm gonna keep an eye on that team. I jumped back and uh, won that uh, in a live bet, and I know the doctor is in segment. I know one play he like, and he's been doing fantastic. He loves this Air Force team, and so do I. I have the win total for the season over as my biggest bet of that. Um, I think he jumped on their team points. So if you like the Air Force team, keep an eye on the team points. They play, I think, tomorrow night too, at Wyoming. That's a good team. I watched them a little bit against uh, Colorado last week. Good team. And I think they're favored in like every game now. So there's a good chance they might go undefeated uh, for the season. So uh, I love the Air Force Academy. Go for them. And hopefully um, Dr. Brent, uh, that's one that he's eyeing up for the weekend. I know he'll fire more, but that's one for sure that he likes is the team points Air Force. So keep an eye on that for Friday night football.
0: So I just kind of want to end it with the one question. It's kind of been pestered me the show now that we have talked about the games, and then you know we'll tune off. But we talk about all these up and down spots, right? A lot of letdown spots, I think, that you could see this week. Um, if you're a team, now obviously you look and you schedule your your games probably five to ten years ahead. So like you don't know where your team's realistically going to be unless you're Alabama, Ohio State, places like that. Um, If you're in a game – like, if you have a big game, like Alabama-Texas, like, is it more beneficial – so it's hard to get up for these games. These kids, you know, they get beat up. They've got a a full schedule in the class, uh, you know, full classwork. Like, it's hard to get up every single week for these games. But is it almost more beneficial, like, when Alabama plays Texas, to then schedule another good team to kind of keep that momentum going versus playing, like, UTSA where, you know – Would we be shocked if they, if UTSA beats them this week? Absolutely not because of the emotional game they played last week. Like I just almost wonder, is it smarter to play two solid games before you go to a weaker opponent? Because then the shock factor maybe isn't as bad. Uh, I just kind of, what's your thoughts?
1: Well, real quick. I'm just going to like with that, keep an eye on quarterbacking too, for that game. I heard something on V tonight with Sean King. I think, Texas is starting somebody that I don't even know if he played in the game last week. I think exactly. they're going with, with another quarterback. Uh, he named the kid and I know it's not the kid that came in in relief uh, for the injured quarterback. So keep an eye on that. No, I agree. I mean, great point Q. I mean, it's tough. I mean, we said it, and I think, you know, and Jick Jack uh, talked on the show tonight too. I think about this, the same point is you have these teams and they have a big win one week and then to rebound, you know, you go back on campus and everyone's in your ear saying what a great win and fan base is pumped up and you maybe get a little big head and um, you know, on your shoulders here and you know, and it's it's tough to come back two weeks in a row. And I mean, I'm not trying to rub. That's one reason why I like Kentucky last week, I thought Florida had a really tough game against Utah. Tough. I mean, the fan base was really pumped I didn't think the fan I, I mean it was still an unbelievable crowd but i think it's hard too for the crowd two straight weeks to come into and like really dive into it and like be really pumped up two straight weeks in a row that was a tight game against utah hard game battled hard kentucky again maybe not as some people thought utah was better than kentucky but again sec team quarterbacks okay speeds there all, it's hard. Two weeks in a row is tough to come back. And that's why a lot of people, I think, win a lot because sometimes they'll jump on a team because of that. And you're like, why are they make? Why are they taking that bet? There's no way they're going to win. It's those fishy lines. You got to watch out for that. Like I said, you know, the Washington ones uh, is a weird one. Keep an eye on that. Why is a ranked team like 11th in the country heading out there and their dogs in that? So just be careful on that and keep an eye on that. I think that's a great point. And it's it's tough to go back to back. You got to be a really good championship caliber kind of team, and some teams aren't.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I don't think it's just a crowd. I mean, the crowd is easy when it's an SEC game and it's a night game. Anytime it's a night game, they can get up for it, right? But just remember, the coaches have to get up for week to week too. I mean, you put in those extra hours when you got Bama coming to town. You know that takes a mental toll. We've all been like, you know, my profession. There's times in the month where you're extremely busy. That weekend after when everything's kind of been done and over, it's real easy to exhale and you see things, mistakes happen and reports don't get done because people are just mentally taxed. You know, when you're preparing for Alabama one week and then you've got UTSA the next week, you know, it's easy to take your foot off the gas pedal and not prepare the same way. And, you know, you may not realize you're doing it, but your kids, it, it kind of all seeps in at the same time, right? Everyone thinks they're giving the same level of effort, but they're not. And uh, I just think that contributes a lot to this. And like you said, and physically it takes a toll too. When you play a big physical team like Alabama and then, you know, you just can't get up to the same level. You you, you can't replenish the entire tank for the rest of the season probably. Right. And I think that this speaks to what you just said. It's just, you know, it's just a natural effect. It's almost like you said, it almost would be better to play an equal opponent the next week because you would probably get closer to your higher level because everyone would just find a way to dig in. You're probably setting yourself up for another loss down the road, but you know, it would be an easier rebound because you kind of did everything the same week the same way and you kind of have that same intensity. Like, you know, it's easy to move to the next opponent because you realize how good they are. But, you know, when you have an opponent and you don't recognize them or you don't think they're that good at that level, it's easy to exhale and just take a break thinking you can get through this, you know, just on ability. So, yeah, it kind of makes more sense to almost play a division opponent after a big game just to kind of have that intensity and have everyone kind of on the same page that you got to keep it up for at least another week.
0: Yeah, I like said it. I mean, you just made a good point, like with the the Utah and then Kentucky. I mean, Florida obviously lost, but I, I I still almost am glad that they scheduled Kentucky after. I think you probably got a better performance, especially defensively. I mean, Florida's defense played lights out against Kentucky, and it gave them two touchdowns essentially. off uh, you know, the offense did so from a defensive standpoint. I think Florida played up to the potential that they could be defensively. Obviously, Richardson just had a bad game, but. I would kind of be worried had they played that game against Utah to see, you know, would South Florida maybe snuck that win in there. And then now you've gone from losing to South Florida. Now you got to hurry up and get back to Kentucky and lose again. Like I almost think it's better to lose Kentucky and then, you know, get ready to beat the brakes off of a lower team versus play that lower team lose and then be like, Holy shit, we got to wake up now because now we've got a a top division opponent. So that's just why I brought it up. Uh, But great points, all that. So, um, That's all I got. If you guys got anything else, we're good. Uh, That's great, man.
1: Best of luck, everybody. We'll be firing them out. I know the teaser came. We'll be firing out all weekend. So check it out. And um, yeah, best of luck to everybody.
0: All right. Like we end every show. Bang your bookies, everybody. See you. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at notebook wagering until next time.